0: Welcome to Thriving the Future podcast, where we're finding positive solutions to thrive in the tough times ahead. Okay, welcome back to Thriving the Future podcast. This week we're talking about
1: Um, how to use your job instead of your job using you. So, this is a follow up to episode
0: five Diary of a Wage Slave.
1: So, we're going to talk about how to use your job instead of your job using you because as a wage slave, I mean, we're in this situation where you're working for somebody because you have to pay the mortgage. You have to meet the bills and you have to deal with all those commitments you had, even though you now want to transfer to homesteading or to a more uh, sustainable, self-sufficient lifestyle, right? That, That transition takes time, but you're still stuck at your job and you're doing it to get the money. But they're kind of, using a lot of your time that you'd rather be using to something else, we're going to look at ways you can use a mindset to change the way you're doing your job that allow you to continue to practice skills that will help you when you leave your job and live that life or let you do both longer in a way that fulfills your intentions for your life. That's a great focus. And, you know, I think we'll start with the easy part first, right? Um, mm-hmm. We've kind of said what the problem is, the main mindset shift is that you still own some of your time while you're there at the job right i mean we fall into this well i'm going to wait for somebody to tell me what to do and i'm going to tell someone you know wait for the next thing and i'm going to stay on task and i'm going to do this task and i'm going to do this other task but there are all kinds of things people do at work that are tying up their time for certain things right i mean Well the whole thing is a time
0: sink, right? I mean, you're trading your time for dollars.
1: Right. But a lot not all that time is actually working. Sure. Right. I mean, there are people that listen to podcasts, right? Mm -hmm. They scroll their Twitter or Instagram feed or their Facebook, you know, profile looking, or they have conversations. Like let's do the easy one. Everyone starts a conversation. They go, How are you? I'm fine. So, what do you think about the weather? Oh, it's been kind of cold lately, and then it's warm and cold. And we don't know what the weather's going to do here in Kansas, right? I mean, one week we got 80s, the next week we got seven inches of snow, um, right? And they have that conversation, right? Right. You have to have some introductory conversation before you get down to business, right? But it doesn't have to be that. Mm-hmm. When you're introducing yourself or you're asking the other person, you can ask questions that, lead somewhere else. So uh, let's role let's play it. You, you you walk in, say something to me, and then I will kind of try and play the other side of the conversation and steer it towards something other than work, but not totally off topic. So we do that little small talk. Right? Yeah. Hey, Perpen, how was your weekend? Oh, my weekend was good. Um, how was yours? Good. So did you... Do anything fun? I don't know that it was quite fun. Uh, I ended up moving some stuff around the house. I was supposed to have a workshop this weekend, but uh, we moved it back a week because of weather. And that, that, that's, that's my real interest. And I would have rather have been with my friends continuing to build this network of homesteaders that are working to live a more sustainable life and teach each other skills. Homesteading, what's that? Well, homesteading is like where you try and provide some of your food and basic needs from the farm, like the chickens that I've got and the geese and um, the gardens that you grow. But there's all kinds of skills that go along with that on how to do fencing or how to can or preserve garden produce, which so you're not spending as much on pickles at the store. And so we get together and we talk about those things. We trade, you know, sometimes some of the guys bring some of the alcohol that made it. Home, you know, beers or ciders or whatever, and everybody tries that. We have a good time.
0: Well, you're sounding like a domestic terrorist.
1: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'm just they kidding. Can call it, they can call it domestic terrorism if they want. I call it thriving. And living a better <laughs> life. I mean, I could sit there and veg out on the weekend watching TV, or I could <laughs> hang out with my friends and live life. So, you
0: know. Sorry, I couldn't resist.
1: <laughs> but that's a good example, right? That was not your normal small talk conversation. Right. And you have a million of those while you're waiting for the Zoom meeting to start, while you're sure. sitting down at the table waiting for the business meeting to start or you're waiting for the dinner to start or you go, you're on the way to lunch in the car or you're waiting for somebody to show up with the truck with the tools or, mm-hmm. right? You can right. have those conversations and it doesn't have to be like mine. It can be that you were grafting apples this weekend or right. that, um, you know, just any of those things, whatever that hobby is, whatever that side hustle is you're working on. And you can do that And you can take it a step further by when they're interested, you can give them a card that's not your business card, but it's your person card that says who you are, how to contact you personally. So, you know, some of of the guys work at jobs where they're in and out of a lot of people's houses. And when they see somebody that's living a life that's kind of like what we're talking about with that, Mm -hmm. they hint around and see if maybe they want to come to the workshops. Oh, yeah, that sounds good. That's Mm -hmm. network building. Everybody's used to network building at work for work, but you can do it for yourself. You just take all those skills that you do that's normally to work and you do it with the exact same people. You just spend a little bit of time doing it for yourself. And when you find somebody interesting, you collect their cards, right? So you start getting a database of people that do interesting things. Mm -hmm. And then you're the guy that has the number of the guy, right? Everybody wants the guy that knows the guy. You can be that person. If you're thinking network for work, and network for a life of thriving. Right. Whatever that means to you, whatever that is, right. That's like that. that's a big mind shift change because it really is not taking you more. It's not stealing from your employee, but you're working for yourself and your job is not using your time inefficiently. Right. Right. Yeah. Wasting it. Yeah.
0: And then uh, say you, do some of those side hustles, maybe you do electrician work or you do some appliance repair or something like that. You could, you could throw that out when you're having those kind of conversations, those water cooler conversations, which are mostly now electronic. And then, um, you know, somebody might give you a ring and say, Hey, you know, my stove is not working. One of the burners went out. Can you take a look at it or something like that?
1: there's that or there's you know the egg that the chickens have started laying eggs this spring and now i'm getting dozen eggs a day and i just can't eat them all and if, sure you know, yeah or, that's pretty
0: big especially you know i i know that uh my daughter she's got like a, a little thing i think she even sells some of her eggs to her church group
1: so well, at, at least recover cost on feed right i mean mm-hmm. you're, you're paying what about three four hundred a year on food i mean recover that and get your eggs. I mean, that's something you do, right? Everybody wants, you always need a list of people that want eggs. We're, we're working on changing this mindset and thinking about evaluating what we do at work differently so that we're building some, practicing some skills, right? Mm-hmm. Um, one of the other big things that people deal with at work is somebody will have a complaint And and when you have a complaint or a situation that needs to be resolved, you're dealing with a coin that has two sides. And side one says it's a big deal. And side two says it's not a big deal. And when people are complaining to you, you get to decide which side of the coin you play and which side of the coin you have to play with on the other side. So even if you don't think it's a big deal, if you react like it's a big deal and you are going to fix this problem for them, they have no choice, but to decide that it's not a big deal and thank you for taking care of it for them. Okay. Which is really, really hard mindset to do, you know, because like let's say you've uh, worked up this uh, programmed thing and you've got it all set and it's working and it should be just perfect. And they come and they want to whine and complain and change this one little feature. Right. Right. And, and what you want to say is, I gave you exactly what you asked for or, well, that's just, but if you, and then they've got to take the side that it's a big deal and then you're getting chewed out more, mm-hmm. but practicing that mind switch. Right. And that becomes a really big deal when you're trying to do your side hustle and you're facing that, the imposter syndrome, right? I am not yeah. good in this and they're going to know I'm an imposter. And how do I go out there and ask for this amount of money, even though that's what I should be getting. Cause I don't have the right. Right. When you've got this skill sitting in your back pocket, you know, that when you hit that thing and you don't deliver the value that they wanted, you can make it a big deal and that calms them down. Sure. And so, you know, just, just start trying to practice that one. Right. I mean, everybody can know these things doing them is where it counts. Right. I mean, if you're not no. doing, it's just knowledge, not experience.
0: Yeah, plus you might have a different type of ownership in your mind on a work problem than when you roll your side hustle out and then you get a complaint. Right. So it's good oh, for yeah. you to it's good for you to practice some of that conflict resolution now because you know, it, um, if you are doing a ser- any time of service-based business, even if it's fixing somebody's lawnmower or something, and uh, someone complains right? This is your side hustle. Someone's complaining. Um, it, you tend to take it much more personally because this is your job. This is your identity. And you have to be careful not to fall into the same trap we talked about in episode five, where you define yourself by your job, right? Because a, even a side hustle, it may have a cycle to it. It may have a seasonal cycle, It may have all businesses have a begin and, and an end. They don't necessarily go on forever, you know, leave yourself open for other options too. Right.
1: Right. You gotta leave yourself open for those other options. And I think the other thing is, is that if you're fixing lawnmowers today, right. Mm -hmm. And you solve this customer's complaint or this unsatisfied situation. Well, then Tomorrow, when you start doing air conditioning repair or um, watching people's uh, animals and stuff while they're on vacation and house sitting and those kind of things, right? They go, well, he he made it right when he was fixing my lawnmower. Right. And so that transitional shift between things gets easier, right? Because once you've hit the end of the life cycle and you're starting into the next one you have the reputation of being the guy that fixes the problem when there is one. Mm -hmm. And that's not a bad thing to have at work, but at work we tend to go, well, this is the boss's problem or this is the owner's problem. And we don't have to do that. We can start working within that framework to see the problem this way so that we're practicing that skill. Good.
0: Good. Yeah, that might, that works out really well.
1: Right. And another part of that is actually listening to customers, right?
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: mean, it's very tempting to go, have you turned the computer on and off? Did you wait third? Right. You can you can do that, <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> have you tried turning it
1: off and on again? How many times have we had that conversation? Quite a how bit. many times have you started the conversation with I have already done the reboot procedure? yes i waited yes i waited with the thing i have done that 10 times now right yeah but that happens with all kinds of things right sure. with any customer the you get into a rut with how you're going to deal with it and you start at the beginning all the time but if you're actually listening to what they say they can go oh you can say oh that hasn't worked the last 10 times hmm Well, Mm -hmm. let me go check my end. And while I'm doing that, you go do that one more time so that I don't get in trouble for Right. Then you've heard them. Right. And listening, you can hear all kinds of things. Right. You can start to hear that, oh, where I work could benefit from changing the way we do this process. Right. Even if nobody listens to you, that problem solving that you just did there becomes indispensable when you're the guy doing the side hustle who owns the company or when you're trying to interact with a customer or when you're just trying to deal with the chickens, right? I mean, Oh, well, the chickens aren't reacting the way I want. So I need to restart this process. So the chickens go where I want or the cows or the donkey or, you know, whatever thing you're dealing with, having your brain set to go into that. Okay. What's going wrong here? What can we do to make this less friction is another great skill to start practicing.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. So I, I think also we, we talked a little bit about, about identity, leaving yourself open for other things, right? So if I say, look, I'm Scott, I'm a, I'm a project manager, right? Or even worse, I work at XYZ company. That doesn't let people know that what I do and uh, um, that I may be available for other work, right? Right. So say, I mean, you go and you meet somebody in public, say at church, say in a social gathering, whatever, the guys are going to do the hand the, um, pecking or not hen pecking, the uh, pecking order thing with, uh, hey, so what do you do, right? And then yep. if you say, I work for XYZ company, that A, makes it sound like you are solid with them, even though you may be looking for a job on the side, you may be open to, for a job on this site, even if you haven't really thought about it, and uh, and that you're not available. You've just said that I am owned by, regardless whether you like it or not, that uh, or whether you meant to that um, that I'm owned by that company. Right? It's better to say that um, yeah, I'm I'm Scott, and I currently and I do this, and I currently work here. Currently means you you're leaving the door open a little bit, right? And, uh, and then somebody might say, oh, really? Hey, I'm working over at uh, Z Company and we have an opening for that. And then you can make more money by going over there, right? But you never would have had that conversation if you made it sound like I am owned <laughs> by the
1: company I work for, right? right. And, and you want to yeah, have those, I can... go ahead. I would, I, would, I would rephrase owned a little bit, right? If you know why you're working at the company, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then it becomes easier not to fall into that trap, right? Sure. If I am working at this job to pay the mortgage, to pay off the fence, to put in the new well, and put solar on the house so that I can quit,
0: mm-hmm.
1: your identity is less tied to that job and where somebody's going to rank you based on that job. So brainstorming, why am I here? How long am I here? Where is it I'm really going? Like we've talked with all the intentional <laughs> stuff about life, right? Right. That helps you make that because you're looking for opportunities, get where you're going. You're not just sitting here waiting. You're not falling for that f- toolbox fallacy of mm-hmm. I'm going to work this job until. Sure. Or when when I when I retire, I'm going to, right? This is you're keeping your mind in that I am here till I find a better job. I'm here till I find an opportunity that pays better. I am here till I get an opportunity to get these things paid off or get this money saved up. And how can I kind of switches that from that, right? I mean, and, and and it goes into the you know, the personal card thing too, right? I mean, this is mm-hmm. where I'm headed. And I'm not just this job, but you can always add on, you know, so in my spare time, I'm a project manager for X company, but my real interest is grafting trees and selling them, right. Or becoming a nurse or, right. That really shifts people Mm -hmm. even a little more, but yes, I, I get where you're coming from. And the other part of that is you can do that in any conversation, not just at work. Sure.
0: And, and I think another thing to look at is that uh, you are not, I mean, the jobs of the future, especially if you're a side hustle person, is not going to be just one job. It's not going to be just one income stream. So, you know, I might sell eggs um, and then um, graph trees. I might do podcasting on the side and I might do projects for somebody. Right. I think. And- all those things need to go through and, and, and getting yourself weaned off that idea that I'm going to punch the clock and I'm going to be at one job for a long time. Um, basically, what you need to do is you need to always have a backup plan and then pray for the best and plan for the worst because your company can get bought out or whatever else and
1: things like that. So, you know. Those are all true points go ahead. I was just saying, yeah, I agree. Those are all relevant, true things. Um, I might shift it just a bit with job of the future. I think Uh we need to get rid of the idea of a job and we need Mm -hmm. to get rid of the idea of a side hustle.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Good. We need to connect with, these are the niches I fill. These are the values I provide to the world. I will provide whatever mix of these people need at the time to make sure I've paid the bills this year.
0: Yeah, that's really good. And, um, because,
1: because, because it's about, I need to work to be a human person, right? There there is a, there's something that comes with doing work that you don't get from doing a job. Sure. And work can be, it's a satisfaction thing. It's a, I have accomplished something. It is a dignity thing, right? You can work at all all weekend long, mowing the lawn and landscaping the gardens, right? Mm -hmm. And get much more satisfaction and feed your soul much more than anything you do as a job. Right. And everybody that's looking to get out of the rat race and out of this busy hustle keeps talking side hustles, but I think they need to start thinking more like that. What is the work? What is the value I provide? And look at it. I provide this mix of values and I fill these niches inside my community.
0: Yeah. So let's, let's take an example here, right? So um, we've talked a little bit about that, where you set your example of what do I, um, what's the life I want to live? No, the life I want to live. Yeah. Right. So Um, Say I want to graft trees. I want to move in, into being a nursery. Um, I want to um, sell, uh, sell plants and things like that. Right. That's more of a seasonal thing. So then I would have to say, okay, so I need to sell X number of trees for um, during the growing season. And then maybe I take the winter off or maybe I write books or maybe I, you know, like, Curtis Stone, all those guys, you know, they they do the consulting where they might do a online seminar, they might go and they might do a conference, something like that, right? In the off season.
1: They sell a dream. And that's their real job. They put in time to make you believe Mm -hmm. that they can tell you how to live this dream. And then they spend all their time telling you about that dream.
0: You make it sound With so that, bad.
1: <laughs> well, here's the trick. That is their dream. Ah, And when you buy that, you are not buying the information on how to live your dream. You're buying the information on how to live their dream, which can be okay, because how they live their dream can help me figure out how to live mine. Sure. But when you're in that passive state of not knowing where you want your life to be and what you want your dream to be, then all you see is, well, they're doing conferences and they're doing webinars and they're writing books and they're filling this time and they're filling this time and they're filling this time and they're filling this time. time. If you want to be a nurseryman, then figure out how to make a nurseryman pay for your whole year, even if you're only grafting trees and planting them for three months in the year. Mm hmm. Right. Don't look at it as filling seasons. You're still thinking hourly and time based.
0: Ah, yes.
1: I've got to put in my forty hours a week.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Right. Yeah. That's not that's not the right thought. The right thought is how do I do something that pays me to do this work, the work that feeds my soul, provides my human dignity, dignity, gives me my satisfaction heals me from having lived in this rat race, not living my intentioned life.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: How do I pay for that? And you may not pay for it all with the nursery stuff, but don't think about it as filling the off season. Uh, mm -hmm. Because if your nurseryman stuff's paying for everything, then there's no reason running around in the off season, doing something else. The off season is your retirement time or your vacation time or your time with your wife or what there's that's where you get the quality of life is by Mm -hmm. getting out of thinking I have to work 40 hours every single week or I didn't do my job right and that would be the number one thing you can do to start getting your job to not use you is start looking at how much of this job do I actually need to do right right Because what we're all wanting is this stuff that we do outside of that that fulfills who we are as a person. And and while we've talked about introducing yourself with your hobby or your personal card or what you do at work and changing that introductory conversation, what we need to get back to is the way things were when I was younger, right?
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Someone would hear, you know, my name is, right? And they go, oh, you're... John's son. And then they would say something about my dad. Right. And they, or my mom, right. Either one. Yeah. And right. There's that connection there. That's who you are. So you're a person that does live in this community. I've known them. So I now have a way to relate to you. Right. And tell your mom, hi, tell your dad, hi. Oh, Hey, hey I, have, I need to get this letter to your dad. Why don't you take it over there instead of me paying for a stamp. Right. Right. Those Things are where we need to get back to because those are all opposite of the rat race running around buying our stuff at Walmart. Mm -hmm. Those conversations are where you find your niche and community like we talked about a week ago. And so that niche is found there in those conversations, in those relations. And when you're Mm -hmm. talking about, when you were talking about your job is... I work for this company and them owning you. We've kind of replaced corporation with what used to be family and community. Right. Where did you go to school? What sports team did you play on? And, you know, did you play baseball for this town or did you Right, when we were kids? Right. Mm -hmm. That was relational. And we've replaced that with the relational is my company, corporate name and brand.
0: Ah. Even if you try and side hustle, you're still doing the same thing. And what you're saying is, what community do you belong to? What community
1: do you belong to? What is your relation to the person you're talking to? And Uh what is your relation within that community, right? Mm -hmm. And that changing that. And when we look at people that way, we're not asking, what do you do? We're asking who you are. Mm -hmm. Then that thing that I had the lawnmower and you repaired the lawnmower and you made it right, right? Right. Now you're selling brownies. Okay. If I don't like the brownies, I know you're going to at least give me some of my money back because you're a good person. But when you get to community, that really starts to matter. Right. Because if your dad was the guy that repaired the lawnmower and made it right when it was wrong and you're now in middle school and you're asking some guy for a job, you know, moving his cows or transporting his cows or moving hay or something like that. Right. They go, well, his dad's a man of his word is dad makes things right when he does it wrong. I'll try it. Right. This is how you keep from getting in the situation where we are in future generations, where we're looking at all those clowns standing on the other side of the gate going, how do we sort out who's who? Right. We can build a world where that's just known by rebuilding that community, by getting away from my job is my identity And my job is my work. We all need work. Because it's just a human need. But we've confused work and job.
0: And then you're not defined by one, you know, so many people commute, right? And you're not defined by um, one town over or one suburb over.
1: It's not only that. I am not identified by my profile pic on Zoom. Oh, Right. When you're sitting there and you're looking at all those blank things during the meeting. Right. Or that. Right. I'm not identified by that. I'm identified by we saw each other at the park while our kids played. Um, We sat down, had that ice cream cone because we happened to be in the ice cream shop together this afternoon. Right. Or the beer at the bar three nights ago. Right. You're that you're a person. Mm -hmm. You're not a role. Right you're not a profile picture. You're not a reality TV feed in Instagram, Twitter, or whatever. You are somebody to connect to as a person.
0: Yeah. I think that's what we're going to get back to. And, and uh, as we go on, it's not taking things and doing top-down management from far away. It's going, as systems are strained with the, uh, with the economy, with different things going on in the world and things like that, the, the government can't, can't really help. It's going, to, it's going to go back to local. It has to go back to local. The local understands the problems that are going on right here. The local understands how to handle those problems. And the local will come up with solutions.
1: I'm going to go one farther on you. Okay. I don't care where everybody else is going. That's where I'm going. Who's joining me.
0: Mm.
1: That's the world I want to live in. Mm -hmm. And I don't care whether I'm doing it with two people, 20 people, 150 people, or the whole world is doing it right next to me. Whatever the rest of the world is going to do. Let's find some people and let's go there. else that local that real community solving the real problems not dealing with all this worry and fretting about the whole big world or what my brand is on twitter or let's let's remove twitter let's get rid of it right because we don't need it anymore because when i have a problem i go talk to these three guys who know everybody in town who does this Mm -hmm. everybody within a 200 mile radius of me that does this thing. And maybe, you know, not everybody in that 200 mile radius is on board with the way we're doing things, but we can find each other because we've done that networking. And that's true community. That's true community. And, and we should just go there regardless of where the rest of the world is going there, because that's the life. We all keep talking about what we want. So let's stop talking. Let's stop remembering. Let's stop daydreaming and let's start doing all the knowing, daydreaming, and all that doesn't get us anywhere. It takes boots on the ground doing it. So let's do the hard work of mastering our mindsets that put us in the place to be there.
0: Thank you for listening to the Thriving the Future podcast. Check us out on our website, thrivingthefuture.com. Also, follow us on Twitter at Thriving the Future. And come join our community chat on Telegram. It has a link in the website. This podcast was produced by Scott the Freedom Farmer. Freedomfarmer.net.